Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? It's your boy. Yes, I'm back. D O S G. D O S G. He made it back. It's your boy, the sick one, man. We 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 gratitude and thankful right now. Yeah. That O S G is back, man. Cause ain't the same without him. Ain't the same without him, man. Yeah. Welcome. It's uh. What are we in July? Yeah, July, man. Shoot, July 18th, I think. You know what I mean? 2022. We out here at the park, man, just enjoying God's mythology and His nature mm. and His His creativity. Yeah, it ain't know? that it ain't that hot out here today. No, nah, that's because we in the shade, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we in the shade. Yeah. But welcome to another episode, man. I hope y'all listened to the last the last one about you know fatherhoods and faith for fig trees. Um, and so we just just hope that you guys are enjoying the content. Again, we bring it to you raw. We bring it to you real. Um, you know, we don't, we don't really script anything, you know what I mean? We tried it for a little while, just didn't feel genuine. It felt more like a chore versus how this thing started, which was God just speaking to us. And then we'd, we'd make our trips up 71, no, 75, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 75. 75. And no, 71. Yeah. 71. And we would just talk, man. And we would just, we would just download to each other what God <laughs> was doing in our lives. And yeah. It became impactful insightful and it became real we were like man we just need to we put it out and then we started doing it yeah here we are yep that's exactly how it started so you know from there we 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 just encourage y'all that you know we want to hear your feedback as always you know what i mean again we we're not doing this for the money we're not doing this to, to try to strike it rich and famous we we just believe that we're two brothers who are living life fully transparent and we're giving it to you fully transparent our ups our downs our highs our lows when we trip and fall what we stumble on you know what what he's talking to us in real time about you know what i mean so so hit us up 148 2020 at gmail.com that's o-n-e the number four e-i-g-h-t 2020 at gmail.com we're also on facebook uh two brothers in the bible fully transparent you can find us either way on Facebook, and we just we're probably putting some just different stuff out there, content. Yeah, um, we're not super active like we should be, but again, because it's more about it's more about the ministry, and sometimes, you know, we go through these gaps, man, where where God kind of he goes silent sometimes because you'll read and you'll get taught some things, and he wants to see if you <laughs> if you heard, him, <laughs> you know, so he'll sit back like a good father will do and, and allow you to skin your knees a little bit. So acts. <laughs> so so sometimes, you know, we, we do go silent because God's he's kind of allowing us to walk through our mess a little bit and see what we come out of. And so hopefully today I think it's going to be I'm excited about today because I know he's been he's been hitting me in the head with a couple of things. And so it's been it's been a good. Good last couple of months, man. But so, yeah, so, so we, we thank you all, man. Again, welcome. We yeah. here. Two brothers, one Bible. That's how we started. Yeah, because that's all it is, man. One Bible, one Bible, one Bible, one Bible. Two brothers, two brothers. Yeah. So yeah, man. But uh, oh gee, man, you gotta start us off though, bro. Like yeah, no, with a with a dad joke, man. They been, oh man, it's been, it's been dry lately, bro. They ain't heard you in a while. Oh man, what man. you got for us, bro? What okay, you, what you got? <laughs> what do you call? And this is thanks to my future wifey for this one. Hopefully, I'm saying it right, Daphne. If you if if you're hearing this, hopefully I said it right. So, what do you call a row of bunnies 
that hops backwards. A bunny hop. Nope. A receding hairline. Stop it. <laughs> a receding hairline. <laughs> hey. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's funny. Yes, man. Yes. But I do have, I was watching um, Shing Chi, The Ten Rings. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I tell, I tear it up, boy. I tell you. And he, he, there was a quote said that hit me. He said, "If you aim at nothing, you hit nothing." Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's true, man. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You can't hit nothing you ain't aiming at. Right. If you ain't aiming, you ain't. You just not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, because, like, God can't do nothing with if you're standing still. Like, when you think about Jonah, Jonah went in a complete different direction than where God was leading him. God wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh and to, to bring the gospel to Nineveh, but he got in his feelings thinking that they're unworthy of it mm -hmm. and he went the opposite way and God used that even though he was going the wrong direction God used that so even in in my walk if I go a direction and it's the wrong way God will court court he will course correct and he have done that he have hit me with several gut shots where I thought I knew something mm -hmm. and he'd be like nah nah you think you know you have no idea yeah, yeah. yeah that's interesting he will and it's so I think it's so true, right? Because, like, the person who the person who risks not gains not. You know what I mean? And so, even if you fail, like, it's funny because uh, Batman, the night, the the Dark Knight Rises, I yeah. think it was with uh -huh. Bane. Yep. And I just it's these movies have some pretty powerful quotes in them. I mean, it's not like they're new. They they didn't create these quotes. You know what I mean? But it's like yeah, they could be traced back to work. Yeah, but it was interesting because they were saying like. It was that same thing. It was he was saying like he was like when when Batman uh, when he was in the um, in a dungeon he was trying to climb his way out and jump himself. You know he's like only one person has made it out of this prison. Yeah, yeah. And and he was like, well, how? And he was like, you have to jump as a child did. You know what I mean? And he was like, you fear death, so therefore you risk not. But it's it's when you it's when you appreciate life and want to live so much that death now be, death takes on a new perspective right mm. and so it was like you you don't appreciate life you fear death but don't appreciate life and so as a child if children want to live they want to explore they want something new they want to go see what's up there and, and then especially when they're when they're being like beat down or just like abused they want to they want to be free and so like all they're thinking about is is living mm -hmm. like if and like, if death is an option, then I'm, I still be free. But they're like, I want to live. And so, you know, it was when he had to take the rope off and jump as a child because the child didn't jump with a rope. Because if you have a rope, it's, it's still like, well, I'll try it. But at the end of the day, I know if I fail, I'll still be alive because there's ropes there. But when that rope came off. Took on a whole different persona. Because now life becomes more important. Yeah. Because death is now real. And so, like what he's saying in that, like what I took from that was like, God will course correct you because he's telling you that life is real. And he's also showing you that death is real. And so when you start to understand God and you start to really follow him, you start to realize that life 
is is good and death becomes real that moment because you want nothing more but to live when you start to understand the sin that you're in when you understand how deep in it that we really are and how i sin every day and what god promised us as far as the consequences of sin man life becomes and death becomes so much more real life becomes so much more promising and and you want to hold on to it more it's like no i, I gotta do any i gotta do everything i can to get over there he had to get out of that, that prison and so you do everything you can but I'm going to try. I'm going to jump with all my might because life is more important right now. Mm. And so it's like when you start to really see God in that way and you really start to understand, like I've, it's just been more impactful lately about what Jesus really did. You know what I mean? And you start to really see it. Yeah. You said, um, you said something that reminded me of um, scripture where it said, when you said they had to be like, they was like, he, he tells us, who will be the first to enter your kingdom? He's like, I tell you, unless you come become like this child, yeah, you will not enter my kingdom. And it's like when you said that you had to become like a child and yeah. let go of that rope. Yeah. It's like a child is is child children are adventurous. Yeah. They 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 cleave to their father. They look because I think of it like the image I always think of is like when a little like when little when little Emery runs up and hugs me and say, Uncle, she grabs both my legs. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like when you when you in danger, you run to your daddy and you grab that leg. You run to safety. You run to safety. You know who's going to protect you. And it's like I think of God like that, and yeah. that been on my mind a, a, a lot. It's like when I'm when I'm in trouble, when I feel in danger, do I cleave like a little child? Yeah, yeah. You know, death is an option, right? Yeah, like death's not an option. Like God's asked us to do so much, and death is not an option. But yet we choose it all the time. You know what I mean? And like and that's what that whole part. Like if so if you're not risking, if you're still jumping the rope, then you're not risking. Right? And so if you risk not, you gain not. Yeah. Right? If you don't aim at something, then you're never gonna hit it. No. Nah. Never gonna You ain't hit gonna it. know how close or how better you nope. getting or the progress you're making. You ain't gonna know nothing. Yeah. And if fear keeps you from aiming and shooting, then you're always gonna be in a perpetual death and the enemy's got you trapped. But you'll never experience life. You'll never fully live. Yeah, you know it was, it was interesting because we went and did uh, axe throwing. Yeah, and it, we easily could have been like, I don't know how to do this, man. And but it was because we started to aim at something and tried to hit it that we that we got better, mm -hmm. right? And I so, couldn't hit that joker for nothing. <laughs> but, but, I, but I guarantee you, if we go back, yeah. you'll be that much farther ahead, yeah. right? Because you attempted something, and that's the thing about it is the fact that you attempted it, you experienced life in a different way. Yeah. I did something that, man, that was great. That was exhilarating. It was fun. And I got to throw this axe. And, okay, next time I go back, I, I learned. You can't learn from something if you never try and never fail. Because if you never try and you never fail, then when you try something new, you're still trying it for the first time. So there's still the chance of failing, no matter when you decide to try it. No matter when you try. And even if you tried it and failed the first time, you're going to learn something new and try it differently, but you might fail again. You may fail 10 times over until finally you get it, but it's when you it's when you quit that death has won. Mm. It's that 12th time, that 13th, 15th time that you say, man, I've done this 15 times, but I still can't get it. And you give up that death has won because all it takes is that one time. It was like, um, what's the name of Who's the dude that created the light bulb? Oh, Edison. Yeah, like he failed so many times. And then he, he finally got it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just that, it's that having that resilience factor. There's some truth behind that. He took somebody else's line. Yeah, too. Right. <laughs> but he improved upon it, though. Right. He, he, 
but you know, yeah. It's, but even that though, it's like it's trying something. It's not being afraid to try. Just because somebody else had a, a dead, I need to try something different and new and unique. Created, oh, boom, and it became this thing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's, it is, man. It is. It's, it's, that is, that's good, man. You gotta, you gotta try. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny, I think about today, when I was thinking about like the topic, is it, we've strayed off the path. How far off the path have you strayed? You know what I mean? And I thought about that, like, you know, can I wander my way back? You wander off the path while I wander my way back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it is. We we we've, we've walked off the beaten path. And I think about it <laughs> as um, I was I was reading the news the other day and it was talking about this guy in Mount was it Mount Vesuvius, something like that. But they this guy was hiking. A group of these guys were hiking, and they said this guy had walked off the path. And was up a mountain, and he fell in the the, vulcan, the vo, vo, volcano. Fell in mountain. You know, I don't think he fell that far down because they said he, you know, he was able to get rescued and got out. But he fell off. But why did he fall off? Because he went off the beaten path. He went off the path that was laid out for him to walk and observe. Adam went off the path that had been laid out for him to walk and observe. When we walk, when we get off the path that has, that God has laid out for us, and saying, "Hey, if you stay on this path, I got you." But our our mindset is to be like, no, what I want to go, what if I go off this path? What if I forge a new path? Anytime we go on our new path, we always fail. He fell in the he fell in the volcano. Fell in the volcano because he was off the beach, because he's off the path. And it's like I, I related to God. God's like, God is constantly telling us, dude, stay on the path. Stay on the path, then life will be good. He doesn't he doesn't say that you won't have problems. He said life will be good. And from, I, I was reading Luke 17 when he says it's inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him through whom they come. So God's saying, like, if you stay on the path, you're going to have stumbling blocks. Mm -hmm. But he said it's even worse for the person who gives you stumbling blocks, the person who puts these blocks in your way. Right. And guess, guess I take that as he's talking about the enemy because the path is here and the enemy has made the, the path the to the other path, the 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 rough path, the, yeah. he's made that attractive. Yeah, it's very attractive. He's saying, hey, and I know, make it he make it wider. Yeah, I know God gave you this path here, but look at all this green, lush greenery over here. Hey, don't you want to see the mountain closer? Why who says you gotta stay on there? Well, who's here to see if you went off the path anyway? Just go ahead and look, man. Don't you satisfy your curiosity. He goes up and he falls in the Why? Because he got off the path. Because the enemy is, and so God is talking about woe to him who, who they come, who they come. So He's telling the enemy is the one throwing us these stumbling blocks, right? And he tells us, "Don't be that guy for your brother on the path that I told you to stay on." He says that it would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck, a millstone. Sorry, millstone were hung around his neck, and he were thrown into the sea. Then that he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. He he said, "Dude, it would be better." Be better for you to throw a millstone, some big old concrete, like throw that around your neck and then be thrown to the sea and drown. To cause one of these little ones to stumble. Like that's he's telling you. Like it would be better for you to do that than it would be for that. You know what I mean? And so the enemy knows that. And so what is he constantly trying to do? Get us off the beaten path. He's trying to get us off the path that God has already walked. That's the thing about it. God already, Jesus already walked through the mountain and said, Hey, if you go over here, you're gonna fall. 
I forged a path for you. I took my time and I trampled down the leaves and the stones and I made this path. Just stay, follow my path. We can't even do that. And we wonder why we get bit by snakes and we get bit, you know, get pricked by thorns, get diseases and get stuck and we get sick. Why? Because I, there's never been anything that I've done that, that was on the path that I got in trouble for. It was everything I did off the path that I got in trouble for. Everything. You know what I mean? And so... You know what that when I when I hear the word path, I see in my imagination is like a path filled with words and like his word, like on the ground, you see all these words. But those words are his 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 scriptures. Yeah. And it's it's, it's like, you know, stay on the path. Keep my word in you. Yeah, I know. That's a millstone. That thing is huge. Yeah. Concrete millstone where they grind. They grind stuff up like you put this, the grain in there, and you can you can grind stuff down. That's huge, huge. But um, but yeah, so it's like yeah. that'll take you straight to the bottom. That's what he's saying. It'd be be easier to do that <laughs> than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. You know that that goes to like people that speaking. Teaching wrong things from scripture, mm-hmm. misguiding these. Misguiding, using it for your own good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, he's he's coming back, and he's coming back with a. Yeah. He gonna make some things right. And the thing about it is, in Luke, these are Jesus's words. Yeah. Because if you if you have one of the old school Bibles, it's usually highlighted in red. That's Jesus speaking, right? This is Luke who's listening to Jesus, and he's translating word for word what Jesus is saying to them, right? And it says, be on guard, be on your guard. If a brother, if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. And so I also hear God pleading with us and showing us like he's giving us this stark example of like, it'd be, he's, I mean, I don't know how much more clear God can say it. That he's a good God and wants to forgive us because he's saying it'd be better for you. I'd much rather see you put a millstone around your neck and drown to death than to, like, than to cause somebody stumble. So if you're going to cause somebody stumble, go ahead, throw the millstone in your neck and go drown. That's, he's, tell, he's laying out for you, here's what I, here's what I don't like. Here, this is the path. Here's the thing I do not like. If you go here, right? Actually, it's, uh, this is, he's showing you the rough, the rough part, the rough patch. He said, if you go here... This is this is the worst. This is what I hate more than you walking on this path over here. And yet we still go over here. God is laying out for us specifically. Jesus is laying out specifically what things he does. I mean, he's telling us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I said it's like, and that's where he comes in about the faith of a mustard seed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's telling us like, he's like, he's pleading, but at the same time, he's giving you a stark example of like, dude, it's, it's. You can do all these things. We mess up millstones, but yet you can. This is the worst. I don't like this, right? And so how can, how can we be better at staying on the path, right? You know, we've wandered, we've wandered, we've wandered too far. You know what I mean? How far off the path have you wandered? Yeah, it's kind of like it's like that. It's that scene that I always one of my favorite scenes out of the Matrix. Yeah. Where Neo is in the in a limousine with Morpheus, and he oh he takes and opens that door and looks down that dark road. Oh yeah. And he tell him he's like, you know where that goes. 
And it's like, it's like, it could be the same thing that God tells us when we get off that beaten path. Yeah. Like, you know where you, 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 you know where this gonna take you. It's up to you. You can take the red pill. Right. Or the blue pill. Do you want to be awakened or stay blind? <laughs> yes, exactly, I man. That, bro. And I just picture like somebody straggling, getting back on the path, the right path, yeah. and they hit, they, they just lay there. Okay. Whew. I made it back. Yeah. And they get up, they say self off, and God is right there. He's yeah. like, okay, he's my son. Yeah. Come you know, on. Come on. I think it's, it's just, I was laughing earlier because we came to this park and we sat down on, what do you call these things? Pavilions. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. The pavilion. And I looked up and somebody had rode on the top of the, of the ceiling, faithless. Faithless, yeah. So interesting, we chose to sit right here. Yeah. See, the enemy is constantly after trying. I took a drink of my water. And we not, we faithful. Yeah. We faithful, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's up, man. That's kind of, yeah, that's, that, when I was thinking about the title, like, that's what it is, man. Then, you said something, what was next in that, to have the faith of a mustard seed. So one day, I, I heard that, and I was like, man, let me look up a mustard seed. Hey, bruh. Bruh, I seen how small a mustard seed is. Tiny. I'm like, dang, you ain't asking much. Like, just because I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Jesus knew everything that we would go through. He knew everything we would be up against. Yeah. He knew how the enemy would tempt us, get us, get us caught up. You know, he temp, like temporary, huh? Temp us, like temp, temporary, like temp test. Nah, man. Temp, temp us. He temp. said temp, temp. Temp. You're going to get the temp test. <laughs> you know what I mean, man. You're trying to get them L's. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can drive on that path. <laughs> drive on that path. Jesus, want your temps? Right. You got to take this course, this course. You right. got to do this. Get some yes. driving school. Get some in cars in. <laughs> Jesus put us on the course. Boy. Hey, he's the original driving school. Right. Yes. <laughs> he, hey, he's that driving school that got the two steering wheels. He, right. Hey. He'd be like, you went the wrong way. Right. <laughs> Smack us right to a wall. Course correct. Dang. Yes. <laughs> man. Yeah. But yeah, man, so, so that's good. So like like So where 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 have where has God been showing you? One thing, so like where's he been speaking to you at? Like you know what I mean? It, it hit me. It hit me because it's like it was um a young man that we that we work with. I won't say no names, but I was like, man, this this young man don't believe in God. Like, and then I was writing in my my prayer journal, and I was talking about him, and God told me clearly, just plant the seed. You don't have no you you you're not in charge, and that's kind of what. Remember, I told you I was like, man, God just showed me something. You have no responsibility of where this seed lands. You don't know if it's gonna get water. You don't know if you don't know what this is gonna do. But all I'm asking you to do is just plant the seed. And I and when I when I started really reading that and I started thinking about like like there were seeds that was planted that landed on thorns. They got there was seed that was threw on stones and didn't produce. Then there's seed that landed on good soil. There's seed that landed on bad soil. It's just our job is to plant the seed. Yeah. And when you and when you plant a seed, 
you you're very intentional. You you're going about planting, 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 planting. Somebody come around, but before that that seed was even planted, somebody tilled the ground. Yeah. So it's 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 like somebody till the ground, till the soil, uproot all the dirt. Then you come behind them and you plant. Then you have fertilizer and all that stuff. They use fertilizer if you have a deficient, if you have a deficit in the in the nutrients in the soil. Oh yeah. And then I was thinking like the the deficit of the nutrients. I was like. The blood of Christ is our deficit for our nutrients that the word is supposed to give us. So I was like, I was like, man. And I just I just start just thinking about that and just thinking about how even in scripture it talks about branches, um seeds. It, it, it does a lot with our agriculture and the process of things. Like when you think of like, did I tear that word up, Mike? Did I did I tear that word up? Okay. Uh, agriculture. Agriculture. What I say? <laughs> agriculture. All right. I was dry. All right. Yeah. Good. Laugh. I was but yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. You y'all know what I'm saying. For, hey, forget it. Botanist over here. Hey. He's showing us what to do. Right. So it's just it's just like how you would take like different things like that, and it's all a process. It's not gonna happen overnight. I, I've never been a farmer. I probably went on a went to a farm on a hay ride or something. But to plant, to crop, to harvest, to reap a harvest, that all takes time. Boy, you ain't never lied. I think that's that's one thing that I just experienced these last it was thirty years now I've been doing my garden. Yeah. You know, I get like I said, I never done it. You know, I watched my parents you know, not my parents, my grandparents, they had farms and stuff, but mm-hmm. I never really done it, and so I was like, "No, I want to, you know, I want to grow, I grow some food." So, you know, what I mean, I started, I started trying it, and like, bro, like you talking about taking time, like, and then even just getting to know each plant, because each plant grows differently, and each plant needs a different space and a different soil, and like, it wasn't until like when I, I remember this year specifically, I put, had them out, they were growing good, and it's like somehow it just kind of like stopped, stagnated. I was like, well. Maybe they need some better soil, like you were talking about, more nutrients, mm-hmm. more rich nutrients. So I went to the store, bought like this compost soil, mm-hmm. and I packed it around. Next thing I know, I came out the next day, like they grew. It's crazy. Like next couple of days, they just started sprouting. I'm just like, wow. Mm. Like so, the, like you're saying, the compost and all the soil matters. And like, like you said, like, like for us, if we're not reading the word, we're living in deficient soil. And like you said, when we read the world, the word, Jesus is that that compost, that compost yep. that I bought. And he yep. came by and just put it like you were saying, he came by and just put it around me and I started to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, it is, it is different when you when you do it, like that's what we we're talking about before. Like I had never done it before because I didn't know how, so I never took the risk risk to do it. Mm-hmm. I finally said, No, I'm doing it. And each time I learn something new, each year I get better. Like we had a pretty good harvest this year. Like we had a lot of a lot of kale. We did okra. Got some carrots this year, a whole bunch of snap peas. But it was last year I didn't have, you know. Yeah, I remember. I, remember I learned last year, year because I yeah. learned about the frost. Hey, <laughs> we got frost in the middle of the summer, bro. Where did they do that at? Man, so I learned I learned I got to cover them and different and yeah. plant it. So I planted it later this year, but then like it, it's 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 good. But it's and like, you moved it too. Yeah, I had you to got move more it. sunlight. Yeah, moved it for more sunlight and just like, but you st- you begin you reposition yourself. Yes. Yeah, and you begin to learn and appreciate, like, the growth, 
process. And it's, it's, it's one of these things where you can connect to what, how God is growing us. Like he's planted the seed. He, he waters it every day. You take time to do these different things, but you're seeing how intentional he is. When you grow a garden, you see an innate prune. And I learned about pruning. I didn't know what pruning is. I had to learn how to prune and, and how to either prune certain ways and prune this and prune that. And then by pruning, it grows even more. You know what I mean? So, because what was happening was like, if you don't prune like a tomato, say you're growing tomatoes, if you don't prune them, what happens is all the leaves take up all the energy from the sun and the nutrients, and it goes to these extra leaves, and it doesn't actually go to where the tomatoes are actually growing. So you have to keep pruning it so all this stuff goes up and feeds into the flowers. Well, as I started getting better at pruning, man, I started getting more product. And so, and so, by reading the gospel, we get pruned, and when you get better at pruning. And allowing yourself to be pruned, you have a better product. You have more fruitful products. And so the fruit, the tomatoes were ripe and they were rich. And the snap peas were really sweet. And the kale was really crisp. I mean, it was, oh, it was great. But that's because I had to go in there and prune. And sometimes I had to prune out the dead leaves. The leaves that, that looked good, but I knew they needed to go. So I had to prune those off. Mm. And so sometimes God, Jesus, is constantly, by in the word, is pruning us the dead leaves off us, right? Mm -hmm. The things that we think we should keep that look good, that we should have, instead he prunes it. Prunes it. Prunes it. And, and, and that's painful because sometimes you have to sacrifice you eating for that day in order to reap the harvest down the road. And so, you know, because some of the leaves, of the, of the, especially the kale, I had to, I could tell that, and I'm learning the different colors of them, so I had to cut some of them to let it go, you know what I mean? But, so that was just a real, what you were talking about is, is so true. But it, we can only get pruned. We can only get fed. We can only have that rich soil and nutrients if we go where? To the word of God. To the word. And because that's our truth. That's what keeps us on the path. That's what makes us who we are. And it was just like, I got to do it. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, though. Yeah, I think, very like, like I was saying, like I said, too, like, when you re when you put a when you put it in a different location where sun gets to it, oh yeah, it's like we have to self evaluate. Like for me, I have to evaluate my walk mm. and reposition myself, yeah. so I can grow. Yeah, if I keep doing the same thing, yeah. how do I expect to grow? Yeah, and that was one of the things I learned. A lesson I learned. God's taught me many lessons, but one of the lessons I learned was even with that sun thing, it was. God doesn't mean for you to do everything, even if you're helping other people, because sometimes you can you can be a stumbling block for somebody else because you're not listening to God. And so what happened was I had to move my plants because there was a shadow, a shade over top of them that was preventing the sun from getting to them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm out there doing work and plant the seed, if I hover too much, I, I become the shadow and the shade that stops the crops from growing. So if you're talking to somebody and you're feeding them the gospel, sometimes you need to step back because the sun has to do the feeding. Mm. And so sometimes you, because God doesn't mean for you to take it from seed, from planting, from to, to harvest. Sometimes he needs you to prune. Sometimes he needs you to water. And so, but if the more we're listening to God, the more you're going to know what you need to do in a person's life or in your children's life or in your wife's life or your husband's life or your friend's life or your neighbor or who or your enemy. God will tell you what to do, what's necessary in that moment. Hey, you met this person, I need you to prune. And I need you to step back because you're stopping the sun from getting in, right? Or, hey, you're letting all the sun in, but you're not pruning. You know, so sometimes, or hey, you need better soil. So sometimes God, the word, would tell us where we're at in our life, 
what phase of growth we need to be in and also what other people need. Right. That's how we minister the gospel to other people, because sometimes they don't need to be pruned. They've already been pruned. They need you to step back and let the sun shine in. They need you to go back and get on your knees and get the soil in there and get some good good soil in there so that way it can get fed. But we won't know that if we don't listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and that for me, that's what was what God's been bringing to me was was that the very thing that annoys you about other people, other systems or other other entities is the same thing that God is trying to work on you with because you're annoying the mess out of him with it. Mm. So if 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 you're like, man, I can't, I can't stand when people are always lying, always lying and never doing the right thing, they just always telling tales, that means that God is working on you about lying to him. Mm. This the very thing that that you find frustration is the very thing that God is finding frustration in you that He's trying to prune out of you. And so, if your life's not going the way you want it, if you're struggling with certain things, if things are happening and you're just like, "What is going on?" You find yourself frustrated. This is that. Identify the thing that you're fr- that's frustrating you, and I guarantee it's the same thing that's going on in your life. And I and that was the, that was for me. It was a it was a check. I'm like, I'm getting annoyed by these things, but why? Because I'm not patient. Because and I always put in the context of like, if you think, like, man, why don't you just listen? And that's what it was. It was so funny because for me, and I'm going to be transparent, I was always frustrated. I'm like, people don't listen. Like, I, <laughs> I caught myself. And this poor guy kind of slapped me. Like, he gave me one. He's like, ah. <laughs> like one of those. Yeah. I was like, man, if people would just listen to me, life God's would be like, better. If you just listen was to like, me. Ah. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. I see what you did there. Right. <laughs> Good one, Moses. Good one, big guy. <laughs> And God was like, exactly. If you would just listen, your life would be better. Because sometimes you can give people advice and you know it's the right advice. They just don't listen to you. You're like, God, why are you not listening, man? Just, dude, just go left. You keep falling off the cliff hurting yourself because you go right. Just go left. And they keep going right. You're like, oh, my God, why don't you listen? And God's saying the same thing to you. And all your sin, your sexual desires, all your cussing, your hate, your envy, your pride. Right, all of, all of your bitterness. He's saying the same thing to you, dude. If you would just listen and go left, you'd be all right. Hmm. The very thing that's causing you strife in your life is the very thing that God is trying to prune out of you. Hmm. Fact or fiction? What you think is fiction? What you what you claim to what you claim to be fact in your life it, it, to other people? You're calling fiction in, in your spiritual walk, and God's like, it's fact. It's fact. Right, because we're always telling other people we're outwardly, outwardly doing, outwardly doing, and claiming. But God's like, I'm trying to work on that same thing with you. So that that's that's what really hit me. Like, you know, there was the fears of friendship, the fears of opening up, and the the fear of do I take this personal? Do I do this? What do I do with it? And God's like, that's what I'm working with you on. Mm. The same way, the same way you want somebody to communicate with you. Like, God's like, why aren't you communicating with me? I was like, damn, you so busy telling other people they ain't doing, but you, you ain't doing it with me. And so it was just a really eye-opening moment because God was like, these are the things I'm asking you to do with me. You're not doing. And yet you're finding frustration in the world mm. because you're not doing it with me. And it was just like, it was so, it was so, so real. And I was like, and so I had to really just go back and evaluate, like, what's, what am I finding frustration in? Like, I'm not doing it. God's asking me to listen to him. I'm not doing it. I'm still doing my own way. God's asking me to communicate with him. I'm not doing it. I'm doing it my own way. I'm talking when I want to talk or, you know, not praying when I need to pray and not praying consistently. God's asking me to be faithful and fruitful. 
not doing it. And it's just like, why? And I just mm. constantly, you know what I mean? So that's, that hit me. And that's, that's been, it's been heavy on me, you know what I mean? And it's just been weighing me down and just figuring out. See, they got the right idea, man. Two guys getting pizzas, about to hang out, do some work. We can do that and play some chess. Yeah. But yeah, I man, that, that's what's been good. That's what's been, that's my transparency moment for this, for this round. It's just, yeah. He's, he showed me that, and I was just like, uh. And so when you, when you start looking at context, you can no longer complain about other people. You can no longer complain about work. You can't complain about life. You can't complain about your marriage. You can't complain about these things, which is interesting because the family, like, like God was smart. He created the family because the family shows people why yes. they should follow Christ. He is smart. Huh, what did I say? He was smart. Yes, well, yes, still smart. He was, <laughs> is, and will be. But it's like, because if I'm a non-believer, I need to know how God loves me. God created the family to show people why his love is true and why his love is the best. But guess what happens if if, if our families are broken, if we're divorcing and if our, our kids are, and they'll be like, why would I follow you? You claim to be, the Christian marriage is the nucleus of, of God's love. Because people will see that, like, I wish I had a family like that. I wish I had a dad like that. I wish I had a mom like that. They gravitate to you I too. wish the siblings were like that. And so, but people are watching the Christian family because that is the, that is the exact example of what love is. And that's the reason why people want to go to God's love. And the enemy knows that. So the family is the number one thing that the enemy wants to attack. He wants to break up the families. He wants to do everything he can to break up the families. If he can remove the strong man, he got it. Well, yeah. That's and why that, you see such an attack on the man. On the man. And, it, and just the family nucleus as a whole, right? Because, like, we, we should be forgiving our sons and daughters and, and our wives and our husbands. And we should forgive each other. We should be tight. We should be close and loving and happy and joyful and doing things together. If people see that... As a family, they'd be like, that's why I need God's family. But if I don't see that, why would I need God's family? You know what I mean? And so it's 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 that it's that truth that reminds me of like why he is he's true. You know what I mean? It's it's powerful, bro. It's powerful, man. So yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm just thinking about what what you're saying, like especially going into, you know, of course y'all know I'm I'm engaged and been taking premarital counseling and you know going through all that stuff and um getting prepared to be to be a husband and this to be a husband for a second time but I'm doing it in a way that I never did it before and it's it's challenging it has its challenges for for sure you know what I'm saying and just learning different things about myself and growing and being more self-aware of who I am and like that's the the journey I've been on this let me just tell you like when when you start to really work on yourself you start to deal with your past trauma, you start digging up that stuff and really talking about it and dealing with it, it can be stressful. It can definitely be stressful because it was a point where I would think like, like, man, am I, 
am I, do I, am I doing anything right? <laughs> right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, man, my, and, and, and if, if you're not, if you're not careful, you will start to build resentment towards the ones that was raising you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you start to, to, to think like my mom, she's not here no more. I don't know who my biological dad is, but I have my mom's boyfriend in my life. And I could easily been like, man, like why why did y'all allow this? Like, you know what I'm saying? But but what it is is God allowed me to to see their trauma. Like like my mom, she was I know this is this is just what's been on my mind, but like my mom, she was left at the babysitter at twelve by her dad and never came back to get her. So any man shit she got from that point on. She will latch on to him no matter how, no matter how he treated her. You know what I'm saying? And like, and that was, and I remember sitting, you know, mom was at Frisch's and I remember sitting across from the table from her and I just had a, we just had a real adult conversation yeah, yeah. and the tears, Mike just ran yeah. and she just, she just poured out and just, yeah. she couldn't stop crying. And then like, even one time I talked to my mom's boyfriend I, and I told him, I was like, I was calling him Pops, and I was like, hey, Pops, I, says, I just want to let you know you did the best you could what you knew how to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like, I heard him exhale. And this was at like 5 in the morning one yeah. time. He was like, thanks, son. Because, mm -hmm. like, you never know the burden that people are carrying That's around. True. That's true. From generations to generations, but they suppress it, mm -hmm. and you think you got over it. I'm learning it, that you could subconsciously suppress something and the, but but it's this book called The Body Keeps Score. You're you, when you subconsciously suppress something, you think you're good, but that will affect you in different ways. Mm -hmm. You one like one time, I used to wonder like why I couldn't deal with tolerate disrespect. It was because it was one incident that happened when I was working at DHL. My supervisor cussed at me, and I snapped, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow. And then God showed me. When I, when I hauled off and, you know, got in my feelings, he showed me, he's like, subconsciously, you said, when you get grown, nobody will ever talk to you that yeah, way. Yeah. Because when you was a child, that's all your mom, how your yeah. mom talked to you. Yeah. And you couldn't, you felt defenseless. He said, I wish I would. Right, right. Whoa. So he was like, all right, since you done, you done, you done pouting, I need you to go and ask, tell that man to forgive you. For yeah. how you reacted, yeah. I was. I'm sitting, at my I'm sitting in the van, bro. That'd be the worst I'm, when God check you. Yeah, bro. I don't want to. He, 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 what? <laughs> right, right, yes, yes. I don't want to. Yes. Nah, man, he did it. He right, did. yes. So, so I'm sitting in the van, and he hit me with all this, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, this is not a great time to be crying because I got all these guys around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I say, he's like, I just need you to, you need to go and you know ask him to forgive you, and I was like, what? So I, I did it, but what I never forget, he was coming because at DHL we loaded planes. Yeah, yeah. He was coming up the steps, going in the cockpit. I was coming out of the cockpit, and we met. And I was like, "Hey, Scott, that was his name." I was oh, like, yeah. "Scott, I said, hey, I just wanted to ask you to forgive me. I had no no reason to act that way." Yeah. And like Mike, it he stepped. He, it shocked him. Yeah. Like yeah. it shocked him. Like this this is this is a white yeah. guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then got this big black guy just like. And then from oh, that moment, from that moment on, Mike, our relationship was the best. Yeah. Like we would laugh and talk about family, different personal stuff we was doing, and X, Y, and Z. And it was just, it was in that moment, 
when I when God told me to do something and I done it. Didn't want to do it though. Yeah. You know, like you said, oh, why I gotta do it? Yeah. Like, he the one yeah. that cussed me out. Yeah. You know, Looking so like burly bear. Right. So that's just pretty much. I know I kind of went on the tangent a little bit, but that's pretty much like where I where I've been at. Yeah, that's good, man. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah. Bro. That's good, man. Well, like I said, hey. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, but hey, man, we don't keep you out much longer. We, you know, still reflecting. It's good for us to talk about these things. And we just hope, like I said, if you want to hear y'all stories, man. If y'all got something out there, hit us up. 148-2020-gmail.com. We want to hear what y'all going through, what God's telling y'all. And hopefully you can just, if you can relate to what we went through, man, let us know. Because that's, yeah. that's the goal. We want to just put it out there and just be transparent. So, we uh we love y'all man we appreciate y'all and uh yeah we'll see y'all next time man yep always restoration time rebuild time let's get it let's get it peace peace